working our way towards Houston uh, with the Final Four this weekend and, of course, opening day in Major League Baseball. Let's touch on that with our good friend Bob Nightingale. Of course, does a fantastic job with the USA Today, and uh, I believe he already has boots in Houston as we speak. What's going on, Bob? Yeah, all set in Houston. Got here yesterday for the uh, exhibition game, and White Sox work out today, and, of course, a big season opener uh, tomorrow where they drop the uh, championship flag. It is uh, the championship flag. Uh, Astros getting their rings. Now, have you got an early sneak peek of the investigative reporter that you are of the Astros rings? No, I haven't seen the rings yet. Uh, I've seen the uh, championship banner. I mean the 2022 banner, okay. but I haven't seen the rings. Nobody's walking around. Nobody's walking around uh, the stadium with those yet. <laughs> no sneak, no sneak peek with that, huh? Okay, that's that's good. Um, so you saw the actually the Sugarland Space Cowboys yesterday, huh? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> yeah, Forrest Whitley, their top, top prospect from years ago, actually pitched the best he had looked in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But a uh, but yeah, just a. Uh, Good thing to kick off and everything else, and uh, now we'll uh, we'll see. I and mean, I think the Astros are going to have to use have to use some of that depth. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. So, I mean, how was the crowd for that when you you're playing your minor league team? And I thought it was kind of cool that the Astros went to Sugarland and they they played at their home park on Monday, and then the uh, the Sugarland team gets to actually play at Minute Maid Park. And did, uh, did did Dusty put out like an A lineup for the first two or three innings, or is is, is he resting guys? Because pretty much, I mean, the, the Sugarland team or a, a lot of the guys that were in spring training down in Florida with the Astros, right? Yeah. So they uh, no, they played uh, uh, two three at bats. You know, got there the sixth inning, and uh, yeah, all set to go. Of course, they had the day off today, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're all ready. I mean, obviously they wish he had all two. They wish he had Michael Brantley. Uh, They'll go with what they got. It should be a uh, a fun a uh, fun AL West uh, race. You know, it's like Dusty and the uh, GM Dana Brown said. All the teams in the AL West have gotten better, and they're all uh, a more confident team as well. Yeah, no, no question about that. And when you look at the AL West, I mean, I know Seattle's going to be kind of a sexy pick, and uh, I know our our good friend Chris Bosio had uh, called me last night. Uh, Bob, you'll get a kick out of this. And he goes, hey, if uh, if I send you some money, I- I'd like uh, like you to put some money on the Angels for me to win it all. And I go, what? I go, hey, you're the pitching coach. You're the pitcher. Do you realize that pitching staff hasn't gotten any better? And he goes, what's the odds on them? I go, 40 to 1. He goes, give me that. <laughs> I said, Boz, if you want to send me the money, I'll go ahead and put it down. But uh uh, can you believe that? The, the, and there, this is kind of a popular pick, Bob. That that people are thinking that the Angels, you know, they're not winning that division. Okay, maybe could they sneak in as a wild card? But yeah, you got Otani, you got Trout, but you've had Otani and Trout for years now, and and the Angels still haven't been above five hundred. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why people are jumping on board. I mean, they are a deeper team when you talk to uh, you know. Uh, GMs and scouts and stuff like that. A deeper team. They've always had the talent, but never a uh, you know never really put together. We'll see. I mean, Anthony Rodone's got to stay healthy for once, and a lot of good things have got to go right for them to sneak into a wild card team. You know, I can't see any way they win the division. You know, but could they surprise them and make the playoffs? Yeah, they could. Bob Nightingale joins us USA Today. He is in Houston. Get ready for opening day uh, tomorrow. Okay, Bob. The new rules. We got to talk about it. All right. So the pitch clock. 
Um, you've been to spring training. You've seen uh, this inaction. What does it look like? What does it feel like uh, during these spring training games? Yeah, it's uh, been pretty smooth. I mean, the game pace is good. Uh, some of the games in spring training actually went too fast. It's like, wow, you know, some of these fans want to sit in the sun, you know, take their shirts off and grab a few pops. And uh, before you know it, you know, they're standing in concession line and the game's over. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, but yeah, it went, it went smooth and uh, it doesn't seem out of place or anything like that. Uh, it just takes a lot of the dead time away. So it should work. My only real question is come uh, late September, particularly the playoffs, as you saw the WBC, do you really want a pitch clock involved? You know, don't, don't you want to have the momentum build, guys catch their breath, you know, that sort of thing. Was there any talk about just utilizing this for the regular season and just, okay, when it comes time to postseason, let's go back uh, to, to normal because of the, the exact thing that you said? I mean, again, you're talking about, you know, I don't think anybody who's watching that really minds and they understand that, okay, these pitchers or these hitters, they might need that, that extra time. Yeah, I mean, there was talk about when the players, like, oh, man, the postseason, you know, really? But then at the WBC, I can't tell you how many people say, man, I miss I miss the pitch clock. These <laughs> games are great, but they're so long. Mm. And uh, it came up time and time again, uh, even from some you know, baseball players, former baseball players said, man, I miss the pitch clock. I want these games to go quicker. I don't want them to last four hours. Mm. So that's why I, you'll still have a pitch clock in the postseason. But maybe they'll relax the rules a little bit. So, how are the players and managers reacting to this during spring training? Uh, been pretty smooth, you know. I'm sure people have got some found some loopholes that they're saving for the season, particularly in the running game, that sort of thing. Uh, pitchers can, you know, have said, "Yeah, I can play some games here, hold the ball, uh, deliver it when I want." You know, maybe I'll take a uh, an automatic strike here at O two. That way I can hold the ball for 30 seconds. They have no idea when the ball's coming. You know, that sort of thing. So I think we'll see some gamesmanship for sure. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. You know, are there ways to maybe circumvent this? Like, you know, a batter getting in the box or a pitcher wanting more time to gather his thoughts. You just figure there are going to be things of that nature that are, are going to be played out, like you said, via gamesmanship. Yeah, there will be. And the... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure guys like Buck Showalter have figured things out. Like, I can do this. Some veteran pitchers like Scherzer and Berliner will say, okay, I, I got him right here. But I think we'll, t- you know, I think we'll see more pitchers than we think take that automatic uh, ball and say, you know what? I'd rather uh, take my time here and then, uh, you know, get a ball running. Hurry up and throw some lousy pitch, and the guy's seen the ball in the fence. So we know that uh, we have they have now outlawed the shift, so to speak. Right, no more three infielders on one side. What what is the take on that? And again, I, I would imagine there's probably some ways to circumvent that as well, too. Yeah, I mean, now you can. Um, you saw that Red Sox do it against Joey Gallo. Uh, you know, brought in an extra outfielder. Played him in short right field. So you still had a you saw the shift, but just two outfielders. So we'll see that. I don't think the shift will have uh, that big a effect on offense. Uh, we didn't see it in the minor leagues. We really didn't see it in spring training. So uh, yeah, I think it helps some of the left-handed hitters, but I don't, I don't think a ton. Because even though you know you you don't can't have a uh, shift, you can still 
you know, put a guy, you know, where you want him at second base and have the first baseman move over, you know, how you want that sort of thing. So, but I, I do think we'll see more athleticism now. You know, it's used to always joke that thank God the ship was around when a guy like Ozzie Smith played because somebody would have been like four feet to his left, three feet to his right. We would have no idea he had that kind of, uh, you know, athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's funny because Major League Baseball, they want to speed up the game. They want to, you know, do all of these things. And granted, it's shaved off 25, 26 minutes during these spring training games. And we saw that uh, in the minor leagues last year. But when you look at the numbers so far, Bob, during spring training here, uh, eliminating the shift, they want to increase the batting average, increase runs and all this other kind of stuff. I believe the numbers were, okay, well, spring training, the average batting average is went is went from 247 to 249 there's nothing uh really uh, major there and then with you know now in uh instituting the pizza box uh bases so you know you've got what uh, f- 3 inches bigger it's going to increase the run game and more stolen bases you really didn't see that uh during spring training here so is a lot of this type of stuff aside from the pitch clock just kind of I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Like, uh, you know, um, just, you know, showcasing Dan, you know, uh, window dressing. Is it just window dressing or is there something to this? Well, I mean, we did see the game and the biggest change was just the game times, you know, yeah. shaving 25 minutes off games. That was a big thing. You're right. Like I said, offensively, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Now, I do think we'll see more stolen bases. I do see that. I mean, no one's going to be stealing bases in spring training. It's like, you know, why, why get hurt or why yeah. be that aggressive in spring? So I, I do think we'll see more stolen bases. But uh, offensive-wise, you know, I don't think we're going to start seeing, you know, batting averages going 10 points. I don't think we're going to see, you know, Joey Gallo turn to Tony Gwynn, anything like that. Hmm. Who have you got a chance to see this spring? Um, pretty much everybody in the Cactus League and, then of course, all the, uh, uh, the players in the WBC. So you saw quite a bit, and uh, yeah, there's teams like people sleep on. I mean, I like I like Cleveland Guardians a lot. You know, nice young athletic team. It's been very interesting to see uh, what they do. I think people kind of sleep on them. When you talk about Bozzo putting up money down, it's like okay, I was going to put my money down on somebody. Yeah, it might be might be the Guardians. <laughs> and I know you uh, visited Terry Francona. I read your your article regarding him. Uh, Terry Francona's had a pretty rough spring, huh? Yeah, I mean, at least now he's finally healthy. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he, he did have rough spring. Yeah, with the, with the tooth, uh, losing his car keys, and everything else. But at least finally, a guy is healthy and showing some energy. So I mean, he's the type of guy that can laugh things off. A great guy, obviously a Hall of Fame manager. So we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people you know root for. Uh, Cleveland just because they're Frangona, and the reason you know people root for Houston because of Dusty Baker, mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. But yeah, people. People love to see Cleveland, you know, win a World Series after seventy-five years. It's been a long time. Yeah. All right, Bob. Uh, who do you got? Yeah, let's go division by division. Let's start in the American League. Uh, tell us who you like and why. Yeah, American League. I'm going to go Cleveland. Uh, youngest team in baseball last year. Great young pitching staff. Now they just lost Tristan McKenzie. That's a uh, a big blow for for a couple of months. Uh, that's no reason why they can't do repeats in the AL Central. You know, uh, AL East. I'll take I'll take Toronto to win the East. You know, with the uh, Tampa Bay Rays and Yankees as a wild card team, and same thing in the West. I'll take Houston to win the division again, and Seattle. 
So really, the <laughs> I like the six, same six teams as, as a year ago yeah. uh, in the American League. Yeah. You know, nationally, I think it might be the same thing too. I still think Atlanta's the cream of the crop in the uh, AL East. I think Phillies are right behind them. I think the Mets are a little overrated. I think the Mets will finish third in that division. Uh, St. Louis is still the best team in the Central, and then the you know in the West, I, I, I think the Padres, you know, finally for the first time since 2006 win that division, and they win it over the Dodgers, but the Dodgers still make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You've been covering this uh, a long time, and I know you've been a big baseball fan your entire life. Uh, Best thing for you for opening day? What's the best part for you? Uh, Just a pageantry. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think I've been, uh, of all my years doing this, uh, I don't think I've ever been to Houston for for a season opener. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that'll be fun to, to see that. Uh, some of these teams really stand out. I mean, St. Louis and the Clydesdales, that's awesome. Uh, Fenway Park, Yankee Stadium, uh, you know, are terrific. Uh, you know, some of these places are just special that they really do it right. And of course, you know, Cincinnati with all its tradition, you know, back when Cincinnati had the only, and they had the season opener, everybody else played the next day. So, you know, this is the first time since 1968. All uh, every team will be playing on on opening day the same uh, same day. Yeah, that is fantastic. All right, we can hardly wait to to see opening day and the opening weekend uh, games. Baseball is back. The rules are going to uh, challenge us, I think, a little bit in the beginning. But like we've talked about before, I think over time we everyone is going to get used to this. But uh, you know, looking forward to it, my friend. So hopefully, again, our our paths cross. I know that you're in Houston. Uh, you know, for the next few days, uh, hopefully, uh, you hang around long enough, uh, where I can get a chance to see you because, uh, yeah, I'll be at, uh, Minimade myself on, on Friday and uh, probably Sunday and then squeeze in the final four. I mean, you're getting out of town, like you said before, uh, b- before the big crowds come. Yeah, it is stranger. Uh, I mean, uh, ran a few people that are involved in the tournament says it's the worst ticket sales of all time for the final four. There's yeah. so little interest in town. Uh, they can't get get people to come to the games. The ticket prices are plummeting. Uh, the women's games now are five times the price. So, yeah, uh, I know a lot of people were supposed to come in town, but, yeah, the buzz isn't nearly what you think. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about that the last couple days, just kind of figured that when you have – you know, Florida Atlantic and San Diego State and, you know, UConn and Miami are, are, are great teams. It's not like they have these great traveling fan bases. But yeah, I mean, you know, especially when, you know, last year in New Orleans, when you got Kansas and you got North Carolina and, you know, do, I mean, you got those type of teams. It's like, wow. I mean, you got so many blue bloods. And so I kind of figured you just kind of confirmed with me what I was thinking was, was going to happen. So, hey, that's good for me. That's less traffic. Okay. That's good. I mean, yeah, I, less traffic, and they're, yeah, they're giving away tickets. So bring your, yeah, bring your friends. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, man, appreciate the time as always. Hopefully, I get a chance to see you uh, on Friday, and uh, take care of yourself. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Okay, sounds good. Take see care, you, buddy. See. All right, buddy. There he is, Bob Nightingale, and I know he's already getting a head start on me with the food, and we eat a lot of the same places when we go to Houston. Great stuff. He's got a picture of opening day preparations, and they're all they're painting Minute Maid. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I know he, like I said, he was in the stadium yesterday and earlier uh, today as well too. So uh, one of my favorites, Bob Nightingale, um, great guy, and does a fantastic job. Obviously, one of the best baseball writers uh, that we've ever ever read. So appreciate him.